You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. My name is Noam Dorman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. You may have read about him in Hollywood Reporter. Uh, I'm here with uh, Mr. Dan Natterman, my co-host, and we have some guests already. Josh Gondelman is a comedian who just won his third consecutive Emmy. Thank you very much for having me. Writing for the John Oliver Show. Congratulations. I didn't know that. Thank you very much. It's uh, very exciting. He's also newly married. Which I think is interesting. But hold on. And Sarah Cooper is a comedian and author of two books. And uh, something is, oh, how to appear smart in meetings and how to be successful without hurting men's feelings. Uh, yes. I wish my wife would read that. Well. And um, <laughs> she also composed the viral article, 10 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings. Hello. How are you? Uh, hello. Hello, Sarah. No, I do want to address up front. I'm a little anxious, by the way. That may or may not uh, be obvious from my vocal uh, quality, but um, I'm doing Around the Corner. We're doing, tonight, we're taping for the new Comedy Seller show, This Week at the Comedy Seller on Comedy Central. That's right. And the idea is that we do topical jokes that we've written for the week's events, uh, whether it be the Kavanaugh um, nomination for a Supreme Court, whether it be the uh, Serena Williams uh, meltdown at the U.S. Open, and so on and so forth. Now... Uh, I'm always nervous doing new material, but Noam, the question I have for you is, does the audience around the corner know that it's a taping? Yes. They do know? Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. They have been a pro- Was that on the web? Because I didn't see it on the website. Uh, no, we tell them when they get here. Okay. Because it's obviously important that they know that we're, they're hearing jokes that haven't been necessarily done before, That so oh. their expectations well, are appropriate. I, I, but I wouldn't do just... I would do some of your act, too. And well, then, I'm doing yeah. both. But yeah, what, yeah. And also because we're all going to be hitting a lot of the same topics, and by the third joke about Serena Williams, the audience might be like, why is everybody talking about Serena Williams? So it's better if they know up front. But you're saying that they do, and I accept that. Uh, right. We've I also been that. joined by Mehran, how do you pronounce that? Kagani. Kagani. Yeah. Uh, he was thrown out with the Shah a number of years ago from Iran. He's a, uh, a, um, loud, a loud Persian comic who, who works here <laughs> at the Comedy Cellar. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'm sorry, let me, uh, let me you, know, I, you, you, you need it plugged in? Okay. Hey! All right, all, right, not, all right, not too loud. Talk, talk Mary. Mayron, I you, apologize. Are you also doing the show later for I the am. Comedy Central show? I am. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm going for a second round of it. Oh, I, a second round. Okay. Yeah. So they I'm, sent me more topics. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing tonight, too. Okay. So, yeah. can we, uh, so Sarah, Sarah's the outsider here. Well, we'll get here, to Sarah. I just wanted to talk look, briefly about the Comedy Central. Okay. Are you finished with that? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I guess so. They're going to love you no matter <laughs> so, what. So let's be gracious. She's new here. And she wrote, a, uh, she wrote an article, how to, how to, um, 10 Ways to Sound Smart in Meetings. Yeah. All right. 10 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings. Okay. So That's tell good. us. Tell us how to appear smart in meetings. Okay. Are you guys in a lot of meetings? Do you guys do meetings? I do a lot of meetings. You do a lot of meetings? Yes. Okay. Very seldom. Do people give presentations in your meetings? Uh, no. 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 Well, I've, I've okay. given presentations, but okay. people, people in the audience, I'm sure. Have. Well, yeah. well, one way to look smart without having to pay attention is just to ask the presenter to go back one slide. So that makes it look like you're going to point something out on that slide that everyone else missed. Wait a minute. Give me an example. Okay. So someone's giving a presentation and you go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could you just go back one slide, please? Okay. This is amazing. And then, and, then you just, right. and then you just look at the slide like you're trying to like add up some numbers or something. And then you go... Okay, yeah, we can move on. 
That's great. Um, and that just makes it look like you're really paying attention, even though you are probably asleep. So that was one trick that I like to use a lot in meetings. And Sarah, I will say, by the way, that um, this is wonderful advice, by the way. I'm fascinated. But I would just say that comedians, when we do meetings, our goal is not to look smart, necessarily. That's Isn't it, though? It's no, no, it's not at all. Like, if we start talking about, <clears throat> well, I think that the... The, uh, statistically, the demographic for the show that I'm presenting to you will be, we won't get anywhere. Well, here's the we thing. Had I, I, I had a day job. I worked at Google for almost four years, and I didn't pay attention at all because I cared more about comedy and other stuff. And so when you're not paying attention in meetings, you need to make it look like you're paying attention. Well, no, you've got to pay, pay attention, but yeah. I think the comedians, we don't want to look too... Nothing turn a person off than a comedian thinking he's smart. Unless that's what they're going for, like a real egghead Colbert kind of thing. <laughs> right. But for most of it, like David Tell, we're not expect he's brilliant, but we don't expect him to be smart. We expect him to talk about Johnny Ranches. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a whole different thing. Right. Oh, okay, but next, but, next. No, but, 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 but but your point is well taken with regard to normal people outside yeah, nor- of show Yeah, normal business. people or people who have day jobs. Um, another good one is uh, to translate percentages into fractions. Wait, can you just go back to the first one for a second? Very good. Okay, Very go good ahead. job. Okay, that yeah. was awesome. That was awesome. You nailed it. it you nailed it. I think you're so smart now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ahead, but did you feel the tension in the room when he was like, wait, 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 wait? You know, like, yeah, he just looked like he was... you were the only one who caught her. You were well, immediate exactly. on the uptake. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go back. Translate percents into fractions. Yeah. So, so, like, if someone says... Um, 25% of people clicked on this button. You could be like, oh, about one in four. What Interesting. If, if Interesting. nobody brings up a percent or a fraction, do you just like 80%? That's four fifths. <laughs> do you just like you bring one up on your own? You that could. was showing off, right? Google, wouldn't you just get booed for that kind of simple math? Oh, oh no. Wow. No, no, no. You, you, get, you get props for any kind of for quick a, math that you're math. doing like on, your, on the top of your what head. What about translating everything into base two? <laughs> Damn. Damn. I don't even know what that means. Well, that's like... What did you do at Google? I uh, was a designer. Oh. I designed... What, what did you design? Google Docs. You guys uh, use Google Docs? I do. Sure. I do. Yeah, yeah. I use Google Search. <laughs> that's Google. Base, base, I call base it Google Class. That's Base Google. <laughs> base 2 is the ones and zeros, the binary... Uh, binary. Yeah, so in other words, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 in Base 2 is actually 2. Right. Like one zero in base two is two. Yes. You know what? You're looking so smart right now that I just have no respect for you. <laughs> as a comedian, you have no respect for me. But you definitely hire me as a program. <laughs> okay. As long as you have to only have to uh, program two things <laughs> or yeah. ten things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So that's it. So uh, wh- anything else tell us about how it looks smart? What's the? Oh, you want more? You want well, more? Well, tricks? What's the most? We important don't want to give away the whole thing. We want people to come oh, read no. the article. Oh no, right. you don't have to read the article. But yeah, I mean, all right. I'll try to. Let's see. Pacing around the room is a good way to look smart. You don't have to say anything. Not just like a social disorder. You it, wouldn't just identify I, I that person. Listen, I do it maybe all the, the shooter. If, if he was the shooter. You know I mean? Like if oh someone's just pacing all the time. I will do like my daughter. Like, well, look, mommy, daddy's daddy's pacing around the patio again. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Well, the way you're describing it, Maron, sounds like you're like pacing while putting on and taking off leather gloves. Cleaning a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. What you're doing is you're going over to the window and you're leaning up against the wall and you're like taking a deep sigh oh, just it like looks a, like you're contemplating like something. Like a classic Don Draper. Yes. You mix yourself a drink. Exactly. Well, you can't do that 
these days, but yeah, Don Draper would do that. So pacing around the room is a good one. If someone gets up from the table, you're like, what is what is he doing? What is he thinking? Where is he going? So, Sarah, were yeah. you working at Google when this dude wrote that open letter about about females? and? Uh... No, I, I had already left at that point. Did you, um, did you speak to anybody who was still there when it happened? Well, yeah, my husband still works there. So, and what, yeah. was, what was his feeling about it? Um, uh, my husband's feeling about it? Um, I don't really... It was like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think fast. he. it was one of the... <laughs> what? Time goes fast. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like yesterday. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where, like, he had to be fired because he created an uncomfortable working situation. Huh. The thing with Google is everyone reviews everyone else. So the way to get promoted is that other people give you performance reviews. And so if someone's reviewing him or, or he's reviewing someone else, he wrote this thing saying this is what he thinks of how women work, you know, any review of a woman from him is tainted at that point. Ah. So really, there is absolutely no way to keep him because of that one simple fact. Would, now, would, now, they, would they have fired somebody for... I, that point makes sense to me. I hadn't heard that point. Mm. But uh, would, they, would they have come down the same way if, if uh, like, Sarah Jung style, somebody said something about white men? Would they, oh, would, that, what would they say about white men? Would white they, men would they have fired a, a, a minority woman, let's say, yeah. who, was, who had said disparaging things about white males hmm. and say, well, now she can't review white males. Seems, seems like they wouldn't, right, in, in this day and age. I'm not sure, but I, I, don't think, I don't think a minority woman has written a no, thing that says listen, I think white men suck. Based on what you said, I think it's, it's, it's actually a legitimate reason for firing. If, if everybody right. has to review each other, it sounds, it sounds right to me. But yeah. it bothers me that it wouldn't work. It doesn't seem like it would work both it, it ways. Should be, it should be fireable for intellectual laziness. It's just being like, white men are the worst. And it's not to say that white men aren't the worst. But it is to say <laughs> that we it's, are the just, worst. it's just so photocopied. Wait, no, do you really believe white point. men are the worst? Uh, no, I, no I, I, I believe people straight are... Straight white men are the worst. I, I believe... No, this is gonna, this is gonna, I, gotta tell I you. love straight white men. My <laughs> husband's a straight white man, so, uh, so I can is, say that. I love so, your so husband, so too. So is Mayor Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong! He's not wrong! Uh, uh, I am such an arch-conservative that I actually believe that humans are humans, and there's good and bad in everyone, and that there's nobody has a monopoly or a, a deficit when it comes to good and evil in their race. That's what I believe. Oh, yeah. I think that that's true, too, but it's just that throughout history, people have been treated differently. Yeah, imperialistically, and that's, that's white men are the worst. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, throughout, throughout history, I mean, people have been treated differently. It depends what country you're in, I suppose, you know, but yes. Right, well, Japan, if we're just talking about the U.S., the Persians, people have been treated white, differently. The Japanese would argue that the Chinese, or the Chinese would argue the Japanese are the worst, I would imagine, and the... Hulus might argue that the Tutsis are the worst, or vice versa. I'm not sure which one. I've got yeah, some ideas about which races. No. <laughs> Hutu. Did I say Hulu? I think I meant I think Hutu. Hulu. I was going to say, I think Hulu would say the well, Netflix. I mean, yeah, we, we, yeah. we were talking about this before. Like, my, yeah. you know, I'm Jewish, and with, you know, I'm first generation, so yeah. you know, I'm full of stories from my grandparents and my fathers of, of being treated badly as Jews and not being able to get jobs mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. But I don't carry uh, any of that as a, as a grievance against some buddy who, some white guy who was born today based on the fact that he has I just don't I just don't see it that way sure yeah. well yeah I mean you shouldn't yeah. carry around grievances but at the same time I mean you have to ex like you have to accept the fact that people um, like we've never had a female president 
that's true. We we that's most true. most CEOs are men. You yes. you have to accept the fact that there are certain people that are in power. Period. Yes. And if women and men, I I want them to be equal, but it's just that if you look at history, they haven't been treated equally. Yeah. But to get back to my point, but that's not to say that Josh Gondelman, you 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 cannot draw one conclusion about Josh Gondelman as opposed to the black guy sitting next to him because white guys there have... There is no black guy <laughs> no, sitting I'm, I'm, next I'm, to I'm him. Hypothetically. That's not because I'm racist. <laughs> it's just how we're sitting. You, you, you can't, <laughs> you so can't do that because of anything that's happened in history by white men that happened... That, that's what I'm saying. Right. And that, and that is what happens all the time. He is his own human being and we should judge him... And a fine one by my Judge him based Thank you. on... Thank you, Dan. The life that he has... The moral life that he's lived for himself, and that's all. Is that right? I mean, aren't you a little bit more impressed when someone, like, if there are two people climbing a mountain and one does it with a 50 pound bag on their back? Aren't you kind of more impressed with the guy I, I, who yeah, does it? Yeah, but I'm not going to insult Josh back? by that. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. A little prejudice to you. A little prejudice to you. I would like to. Yes, you're making my point. Of course, you judge, you judge somebody by the 50 pound bag. Yeah, you judge them by their real life, who they are. That, that that fifty pound bag could be on somebody white. It could be on somebody black. It, yeah. it could it could not be on on the wealthy child of, of of Kanye West, and it could be very much on an Appalachian child growing up white. It's not it's not about the race. It's about the life of the human. Is that I, such a radical concept? I actually don't have a problem with that. I think it's like if you heft us pound for pound. Listen, and I mean strip it all down. I, I'm not a person's to... racial burden is their racial burden, but then... What were we just talking about? That my, could all my, be I, have, I have a half-black stepchild. He, he, I raised him. Yep. He's 24 years old. He, If he's going to try to claim that something in his life is... It's like, no, you have no excuse, Nicholas. You grew up with me, right? You had every advantage in life. That's it. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Like, you know... If he grew up, if he, if he had a hard scrabble lifestyle, of course, that would be his 50 pound weight. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have two sisters that both have serious disabilities and that was my dad's attitude toward them, which was, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you um, need a hearing aid to hear. It doesn't matter that you have a learning disability. You need to get as far as you can get and, and not worry about anything getting in your way. Did that help them or hurt them to yeah, have that? Yeah, that's the question. That's, that's the question. I think that it did help them a good deal, but at the same time, I think that they needed that other softer side, which is to say, yeah, this is a bit harder for you. You walk around and people do look at you differently and people do treat you differently. And and just that acknowledgement, just that acknowledgement and under, understanding, I think helps as well. So well, I think I, we need I both. I, I think would we acknowledge need both. it like with Nicholas yeah. if, if I saw it, but that's not the problem. <laughs> the problem is he doesn't get up on time. He doesn't yeah. answer the thing. He doesn't take care of his thing. He doesn't get to the job interview. He doesn't wear a belt. He doesn't like this is not, you know, this is yeah. not. Yeah. Is, your yeah. your racial grievances are very familial. <laughs> it's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah if, if he went on an interview and I thought that he was being, uh, I got the sense that he was not being treated fairly because of his skin tint. Yeah, mm. Of course I would. I'd go nuts and I would be there screaming and yelling in his behalf. Right. Sure. Right. Because you believe that he should be treated the same no matter what he looks like. And and that's right. But he's got to get himself to the interview. That's the point. And that that seems to be a challenge in our house. Can I ask you where your people are from, Sarah? My people are from Jamaica. Jamaica. I was born in Jamaica. I can say this because I don't have a dog in this race. You're beautiful, right? She's exquisite. 
ha, I get to say things like that to women. Um, I, I thought you could have been Indian. I know, I, I get was, Indian, Indian, I get Mexican, I get Guatemalan. But, but, yeah. but Jamaica is not an ethnic group. People in Jamaica can be white. Chinese, my grandmother was Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. They can be, of course, ah, of African. That's, that's the they can be of African yeah. descent. And my other grandmother was German, so yeah, I'm all and, kinds And the of others mixed. are of African descent? Yeah, African, Indian, American, or Native Indian. Yeah, so Jamaica yeah. doesn't quite tell us a whole lot. So you're right. four-eighths four African exactly. and... and uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not Chinese enough <laughs> to do the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and four sixteenths Chinese and four sixteenths. You're uh, converting fractions to other fractions. So, so, so that is that. You're, that's a quite. You're, you're the future of America. You know? and this is what America is going to look like well, in a uh, hundred years. Won't that be wonderful when everybody looks the same? It'll be so much easier, right? <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's what Tucker Carlson wants. He wants well, everyone wait, to look wait, the same. He wasn't ready to look white. Well, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but I'm saying when we all, when we all, the, the, it's not just the look will be the same, but culturally, like all. The, I mean, I think intermarriage and inter would be a wonderful thing for the country. Well, it's you apparently don't like you apparently don't like diversity, Noam, because you want everyone to be one you. Well, (laughs) wouldn't it be better if we had diversity and you had white people and you had black people and you had Chinese people? And I don't see how the flip side of of of, uh, emphasizing emphasizing diversity. By the way, I'm being devil's advocate because people that champion diversity he likes to just also. Also, say what Noam is saying, and it's a contradiction. Yeah, I, I feel well, I am wary. I worry that the the, the, the emphasis on, on diversity um, that the is contained within that is the seeds of people separating themselves from each other. It's never been quite clear to me. It, it's a tough line to draw where you say, well, the, our differences are what define us. Yet we're all going to get along great. Right. As opposed to when I was a kid, when we were all kind of, the, the diversity was kind of kept in our homes. But then when we went to school with the black kids and the Italian kids, whatever it was, we didn't, we, that wasn't, that wasn't out, that wasn't a, a priority. We tried to be all one schoolyard, you know, that was, yeah. that was the goal. I, I don't know. It, I'm from suburban it's, Massachusetts. It's, like, I said, well, like I said many times on the show already, like we, we look at, out at the immigrants in the world and we say, well, we can't, we cannot t- Distinguish between any immigrant, color, nationality, religion doesn't matter. It's all the same. They should whoever gets here should be able to come in. But once you're here, only 20% of you at Harvard. Yeah. No more, no more Asians at Harvard. So, well, really? So all of a sudden, it didn't matter. We couldn't even consider they were Asian when they wanted to come in. But when they come here now, it's the most important thing in their college application. Is there? See that that doesn't hold together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And I'm waiting for somebody to explain it to me. I mean, I and guess then I'll be aboard. To me, there's a difference between uh, being a refugee and applying to a private university. And one, on refugees are something else. Entirely. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I didn't know. I that's I, that's when I normally when I hear people, who, not that you are boxing out, but who go yeah. box out. Certain types of people. It's even, it includes, you know, refugees. And no, stuff but like. I would say, but, well, yeah. first of all, refugees are not Im- they're immigrants in one sense, but they're but, not. Right, right, right. But, but they're people like that need help. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to di- applaud that person for hiking the mountain with yeah. their fifty-pound bag. You yeah. have to be yeah, like, sure. hey, only Sherpas should be allowed in. Only Sherpas. Only Sherpas. Really? Right. Yeah. The, heavy, the heaviest yeah. bags. I yeah. am surprised to hear Noam uh, espouse. Uh, what he's espousing insofar as everybody being mixed together because that would mean nothing less than the destruction of the, of Jewish, the Jewish people. people. 
Oh. And, no, and, why, and why? No, why can't you be Jewish and, and mixed together? Because it doesn't work. But my children, Wait, why my, doesn't it work? But I, my children, my, my daughter could almost. She's a little bit lighter than Sarah. Yeah, but you, you're assuming your daughter is going to have any. <laughs> Mom's Indian. Uh, oh, okay. Noam made. It was very important that Noam explained to Sarah. The, when Noam's kids were born, it was very important because the wife's not Jewish that the kids be Jewish. So but, he, but if the mother's not Jewish, I thought that the kids couldn't be Jewish. My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Well, no. What Noam did is he went to a rabbi, and the rabbi said, Abracadabra, Alakazam, as they do. Which is Hebrew. <laughs> Alakadabra, Bam, and Bluish. And he, and he dunked, he dunked them in a, in, a, in a mikvah, which is like a baptism, but for right. Jews, and said, okay, now you're Jewish. And now Noam is satisfied with that. What he doesn't get is that these kids will probably grow up not feeling very Jewish. Right. And Did this you was, tell me something? Yeah. Just now? The, don't the kids start Hebrew school the soon? Kids, my, my wife, this, God bless my wife. Let me tell you something. It's her. She, and she, is, she wouldn't even think about converting to Judaism. She wants them to go to Hebrew school because she wants them to learn about it. Well, that's great. It's I mean, great. This, this is, they're going to have the same confusion I had because I'm Jamaican. When I came here, I'm black, but my parents didn't think of themselves as black. So they never... Can, like refer to themselves as black. They always talked about black people like there were other people that were black and they weren't black. And so I was very confused. I didn't know what we were. Like um, I have this I have this joke where I'm like I'm I'm walking around a mall with my dad and he's like, look Sarah, look at those black people over there. And I'm like, Dad, that's a mirror. Oh. That's us. <laughs> like they don't they just don't see themselves because they always just thought of this, themselves as Jamaican. And so it's just a weird like identity crisis that it sounds like they might have. My kids, no, I don't I don't think they'll have it. And, but, and, and, go ahead, sorry. You don't think? No, you try selling uh, the 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 Japanese on the notion that they should just vanish as a people. And and you might get some pushback there. I mean, some, I just did my twenty three and me. I want to uh, when I make babies and I'm going to be in the market for that soon. I want to make an Iranian baby. Well, listen, I, we, I, that that is a human instinct in all of us. Is I'm, I'm going to tell you something just to answer Dan. First and foremost, even more than the Jewish people, Dan. Yes. I care about America and it's it's becoming uh, and 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 it continuing to be a unified nation. And it seems to me. That if that's the that's the priority, then the the more that the people within America would intermarry and interbreed, the the quicker we could get to being a unified nation again. That's, that's just that, that's it would the be in line with the spirit thing. of the actual country. Yes, yeah. And I and if it, and if you don't want to, you can go you can go to Israel. Thank God you have Israel there now. The Jewish people. If you if you don't want to do that, go live in Israel. And that's why I feel about it. Yeah, Dan. If you don't have interracial children, you are being deported. <laughs> Well, no, I was only saying, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm saying I was surprised to hear that you speaking that way because of the importance that you accord to your children being Jewish. Yeah, but, you know. Because I think you, Jewish people have a lot of pressure because there's only 11 million Jews, 11 to 15 million Jews in the world. I feel like there's pressure to. Well, we've had right some there. problems with numbers in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, what are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> right. Now. Josh God. Well, this leads us into Josh Gottman just got married. I did. And I believe to a Jewish woman. To a Jewish woman, Which is yes. unusual, by the way, in the comedy business. Most Jewish comedians marry out. <laughs> and I think it's because, I think it's because, if I had to hazard a supposition, I'm trying to sound smart. <laughs> Can you go well, back to the how you do it? What <laughs> percentage of Jewish comedians? And I'll flip I, it to a fraction. I, I would oh. say that most Jewish comedians have issues with their family or they wouldn't be doing comedy. 
And I would further say that a Jewish partner reminds them of their family. And then <laughs> thus I would conclude good, that then. that is the reason that most Jewish comedians that I know, whether it be Rich Voss or Rachel Feinstein, who just married a, an Irishman over the weekend. <laughs> or um, Mike Birbiglia. Mike Birbiglia has married a Jewish woman, yeah. but he's not Jewish. I, that, that's why I believe we see a, a, a high percentage of inter, intermarriage in the comedy world, but not Josh It Gunnell. could just be Jewish women, but anyway, go ahead. I, I don't no. want to say <laughs> Not Josh I, uh, I I get along well with my family, so that uh-huh. would fit with your theory. Because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to I get along with my family, yet I feel I need to escape as well. I understand I, that. I, that said, I'm not married and probably won't ever be married. Mm-hmm. I have to say, Josh's wife won't is extraordinarily cool. She's very cool. I'm putting that out into the she's universe. She's got to be. I've had drinks with this girl. She is. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Fun and smart and capable. Yeah. And so she Josh, is, she's an, it's an yes. A plus girl. She's the best. You married an A plus girl. Can we talk about the Emmy? Sure. Yes. Now, more than the Emmy, which is, uh, uh, first of all, must make you feel like a million dollars. And if you ever have a bad set, you say, fuck them, I have three Emmys. It's very it's very thrilling. Uh, a bad set will still destroy me. <laughs> right. Look, an Emmy but my is, question is... Can you? What is the, what is the John Oliver writing room like in terms of the PC stuff that we're seeing today? For instance, if I polled the writing room, would they think that it was a good thing that Norm Macdonald was disinvited from the Tonight Show, or would they have said no? He was disinvited. Yeah, let him go up there and say what he wants. I don't know. I'm not. I can't speak for everybody else. I think we try to generally like look at things and let the let the story spell out what we do rather than coming from like a preconceived notion of something personally I like I don't know I always feel like it's tough because Jimmy Fallon can invite or disinvite who he wants of course he can Uh, but he's making a big cultural statement when he does it's a statement as opposed to what Michael Richards said N-word 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 within a few days he was on the Letterman show because it was for me a yes exactly he came back to apologize that's well, they, but what he was doing an well, apology. Well, I don't know. I mean, he came back to be asked about it. Sure, but and they if, and if, he, if he didn't apologize, that would be good television too. Uh, I, I'm guessing he cashed in favors to be able to yeah, apologize. I think if, that I were, that's, if I were rolling the dice on that one, it was not. Do we Michael, know that Norm McDonald did apologize? He did. He, yeah, I think and he, he wants somebody to say that. And he still, he still didn't let him on the show. You saw, you saw his fine, his most recent statement. No, that was later. But the, the tweet. <laughs> wait, the tweet, wait, what happened later? I didn't see it. You can say, go ahead. He said. Uh, he, he said, I obviously am for the Me Too movement. You would have to have Down syndrome to not be for the Me Too movement. Yeah. That's a very Norm I thing mean, to say. He doubled down so beautifully. Well, it's uh, very Norm of him. <laughs> I yeah. mean, why? Is that, do you find that scary? At least he like, didn't say you have to be retarded. I guess he, at least he didn't well, say that. He, went, he got way yeah. more specific way than more retarded. Specific. Yeah. Oh, he like well, went after like the most angelic retards. Look, I don't, I don't like that kind of talk, but... But, oh my God! But I hear it all the time on stage from comedians, things like that, and I think that we should just have a thicker skin as a culture. Like just because somebody says something you don't like doesn't mean he has to be banished down the memory hole. And I think that, um, but he did, he did, he did give a nice apology the day prior, uh, where he said, where he talked about how um, he he would have never meant anything bad about the victims or whatever he said. And they still wouldn't let him on the Tonight Show. He had show. some advice for you, Noam. I don't know if you. One second. And they still wouldn't <laughs> let him on the Tonight. They still wouldn't let him on the Tonight Show. And that, that to me is a change in the culture. And it seems to me there's two lefts, as opposed to rights in this country. One is kind of like the Bill Maher, and I think the John Oliver left. I don't know John Oliver as well. Which are like, no, free speech, free speech. Say what you want. Say what you want. Bill Maher is very much like doesn't want. He doesn't even want to see Alex Jones censored. 
And then there is people who share much of the same like policy politics as these mm -hmm. people, but are very much like, no, we have to, we're gonna we're gonna fascistly shape the culture. So only people only say people only should have to hear the things that we agree with that they should have to hear. So, sure, I I think that there is there's a spectrum of of like what and Dan's on it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> a spectrum of what kind of speech people want to hear in different places. But I also think, like, you know, Norm was disinvited from a television appearance. His Netflix show is still coming out. He was... We don't know that. I mean, we, as that, of today... That could be in danger, yes, too. As of, as of today, it's still yeah. coming out. Uh, but, like, let's not... If we can't let's go... not jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you think his show should come out. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, there's I plenty think, of people who think it should. I shouldn't. think he said some stuff that I was like, yikes, not great. Yeah. Um, but I don't know... I don't know what the penalty is for all these things. But I do think, like, losing one... Uh, late night appearance that was scheduled the day you have a giant PR fuck up is like not the worst thing to happen in the world. I think That's a is. consequence for an action. I think it's the worst thing because <laughs> in, in, a no, in a different normal universe, the, the Fallon show would have been holy shit. Ratings are going to be through the roof tonight. We have the hottest story in America, and he happens to be coming on, and we're going to we're going to ask him about it. Lock horns. Let's let's yeah, let's see what he's got to say. I'm not saying yeah. Fallon had to be easy on him. I wish I wish that they had kept him on for sure. I mean, that's one thing that I was really impressed with with Bill Maher. Like, I didn't actually like that he was going to have Milo on, but whatever, I watched it anyway, and. It was important for us to see him in that light, and exactly. I think, and actually, that helped. Like you know, that light helped expose him for who he is, which is just a giant troll. And I think everybody needed to see that. So it's like we can't just run away. Sarah, you're ab in my opinion, you're absolutely right, I and that. I don't understand why people don't see it. I, I don't understand like, why do you want the world filtered for you? What is so hard about letting you see it and you decide what you think about it? Why does Jimmy Fallon have to decide because for us what we think about it? Because it's a PR thing. I think like Josh was saying, it's like if you have him on, it makes it look like you're not on the side of the victims. In the old and days when I was a kid, like Geraldo had Nazis on mm -hmm. and yeah. KKK members yeah. on. And this was good, Doesn't interesting television. Does Springer still have? He might. Well, yeah. and, well, and nobody ever said, oh, he shouldn't. Right. Because it was good, Ger interesting television. Geraldo treated Nazis as Nazis. He, 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 uh, he did not... Take it easy on them now. You you said that Fallon doesn't have to take it easy on Norm, Norm if he invited on Norm, but maybe taking it easy on people is Fallon's strong suit. Abs I absolutely so agree. I think it's just not that's his game. Not why oh, that's they didn't join the mob? That's they, an interesting they, point. They yeah. fell to the Twitter mob, and everybody they, they knows did. it. Come on now. But yeah. Everybody they knows. need to have Serena interview him. Boom. But <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I agree with you. If Fallon I, were more of a con of a of an attack dog, then maybe he wouldn't have bowed. He doesn't want to get into that confrontation. I think you're right. I think, I think Jimmy, you're right. Fa Jimmy Fallon has a very gentle, encouraging. He likes show. to muscle Affable. people's hair. Yeah. You know, that's what he wants to do. And so, if that's people. going to be just his, just if that's going yeah. to be his no. modus I'm, operandi, I'm, I'm then not. we got to let the guy go with what he does best, I'm, which do is karaoke. Do you think? You think it had nothing to do with public pressure? Of course it did. Well, that's my point. Okay, but I'm just saying that in addition to which, well, you the said, addition doesn't matter because, it, but for the public pressure, he would have had him on. Yeah, but he would have had him on, but he would. He, he wouldn't have, have known how to question him appropriately given what the circumstances. Why would you say that? He was like, he, I mean, that's a you to question him. But that's not even you know, hard. He's like, dude, you got in a lot of trouble. You, what, I think it's a, mi it's a missed yourself? opportunity. It wouldn't that's be a good conversation to have. doesn't yeah. want to I've do never, that. Why don't Norm should go on another show? Maybe this podcast, I'm, for example. I've, Norm McDonald has some advice for me. You actually sound like Because I'm doing an imitation. So why'd you say that, Norm? Why'd you say that? You know no, he said that, uh, he mentioned the Comedy Cellar in a tweet, I guess, or in an interview with, I believe it was The Hollywood Reporter, I may be wrong. He said that uh, Nor Noam, I get Norm and Noam, 
He said, Noam, our Noam, Noam Dorman, yeah. should have given him their money back. If any women were offended by Louis C.K. performing that night, which was two weeks ago, I guess it was, he said, Noam should have given him their money back and, in addition, $200. <laughs> and he was asked, why $200? He said, because the women would be less traumatized if they could get a nice pair of shoes. Are you sure he said that? Well, that's what... I'm not sure because I didn't hear it. That was the quote. But that was the quote. Where, where did you... Uh. That's the quote. Now, the question that comes to mind is, can you get talk. a nice yeah. pair of shoes for $200? I don't know this. If they're on sale. What? Of course you can. <laughs> okay. I can get like four pairs of shoes for $200. No, but a, a nice pair. That would, that would you know, make <laughs> on it... On sale. Okay, I don't know Pay these exact... I don't buy Pay uh, less. women's get shoes. More. And I don't buy men's shoes very often either. I have one pair. <laughs> but I don't buy women. And I forgot what they cost. But I don't one buy pair I don't buy women's shoes. But <laughs> well, you, you have, you have I have less than one shoes. pair. <laughs> I have less than one pair well, of, of women's balls. shoes. Balls. Oh, balls. Yeah, no, I'm bearless. But what do you say about a guy <laughs> so. that, that he's already in hot water for showing what is regarded as insensitivity to the Me Too movement, who says, well, you can just buy a woman off with a nice pair of shoes and she'll be feel better about it. You know, you know, down. triple down. Like, he is who he is. Like, I don't know. Something about that you got to respect. I'm but it certainly, as a practical matter, if he wants to get back into the good graces of the American public, was... Didn't seem maybe like a good maybe group. there's certain people that just aren't his audience, and that's okay. Well, okay. Isn't there something okay. important also about being like I don't quite, I don't doubt my own good intentions here. You all can scrutinize my language from here until the day until the cows come home, but I trust that I'm I'm an ally to women, that I'm a decent enough person. Yeah. I might you know you can you can run with a sound bite, but. I actually think that I'm good enough to it's, make fun of it's everything. It's so much better for a man to just say who he is than try to pretend mm. that he cares or mm. pretend to be a feminist mm. and like get us the, on his side and then all of a sudden he's actually not that way underneath. So actually I would appreciate more people if they're like Norm and they feel that way, just say it. Right, just be that way. There we go. There we go. No, Sarah. I am being kicked. <laughs> just for the record, I'm being kicked being, off of this program censored. right now. Well, Josh, alpha male, what's it like? That's me. Oh, what's it like? Oh, I mean, just crushing it all day long. It feels are, amazing. Are you, no, Sarah? How would you define a, a male? What, what is a feminist to you? Like, what, wow. what, what does it mean to you, a man, to be a feminist? Because I think I'm actually quite a feminist, but you might disagree. Go ahead. Oh no, I think my husband's a feminist. In what you know? way? Well, he. What um, would he disagree with a non-feminist about? A non-feminist? Yes. Yeah. What would be the contrast between what makes him a feminist and what makes another man not a feminist? Well, I mean, he just feels like men and women should be treated equally. And he also just doesn't get offended by, like, a woman saying like saying that, basically. Because I think a lot of men feel that, that women hate them or that women want men to have things taken away from them. Or, you know, down with the patriarchy, all that stuff. They feel intimidated. And he doesn't feel intimidated do by that feel, stuff. Do you feel, you men feel that, men feel that way? Have you heard? Uh, he, he's I, not even making eye contact. I, I don't know. Me. You know, some men might. Have you well, heard certainly any, have some you, women do feel that way, I would imagine. No, have you heard any men express what she, she she's projecting uh, onto some non-feminist men a certain mentality? I'm wondering if you uh, if you've sure, heard yeah, that. I've heard. So, I've heard. so what, what what have you heard? What kind of things like that? I mean, I think that there's a, there are sentiments that are men who feel like the idea of uh, there, what's that? God, there's that expression of like when uh, when you're used to I'm fucking butchering it, but it's like when you're when you're used to having everything, um, equality feels like oppression, and I think there's a sentiment of that. 
Uh, and I think there's a strain of it. I'm not saying like every person feels that right. way. Right. They think it's a zero sum game. If 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 we're going to be equal, that means something has to be taken away well, from me. Well, it is me. a zero sum game. In so far, not a zero sum game, but for example, here at the Comedy Cellar, Noam tries to book whoever's the funniest, uh, and it so happens that our schedule is approximately 80 percent men. Now, uh, there are women that feel that this is wrong, and it should be 50 percent women. Now, if it's 50% That's women... That's 16 20ths, by the way. In case if it's it is not. It's one out of two. Jesus. If it's, if it's 50% no, women... No, 80, 80%. If it's 50% women, that means women some... Women aren't good at math. It's okay. That means some men <laughs> will lose their spots here. And so they will lose out. Okay. But we've had... Sure. Yeah. But if, we, if we're booking both... If we're booking the funniest and 50-50... Well, that's the contradiction. If the funniest happens to be 50-50, great. Here's but what if the, the, what okay, if the funniest even is if, not 50-50? Well, here's the well, thing. Yes. And okay. many women will say, we'll say, no, we want 50-50. Sorry, I want to let you know that he doesn't talk over you because you're a woman. No, no, no <laughs> okay. please. Yeah. He I just don't. talks over everybody. Go it's ahead. Fine. Everybody as talks do, over everybody. No. <laughs> um, you know, who's judging how funny the women are? are women. Would, would no, other, no, the audience. Would, well, do other, is it 50-50 women in the audience? Is it Pretty is much. It, well, I mean, then I mean, then it's okay. I mean, I, my only thing would be like, is if men were saying that women weren't funny, maybe the women are making jokes that men just don't get. Our I industry say, is also not 50% women. Like, by yeah. any means. Even, at, even and, at the yeah. entry level, I book a weekly bar show with much looser standards in the cellar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, like, every week I'm aching well, for I, like, for, for just like names of female talent. I heard John Haidt on, uh, on some podcast this week, and you know, he's been a guest here, and he made a point which I think is very important, which is that when you, and I, when you look at outcomes and try to draw conclusions from outcomes, you're, you're into some very risky conclusions. You have to look at the whole pipeline. You have to. You really have to look yeah. from the beginning. How many women are aspiring to be comedy? How do they get there? Because by the time he gets to the comedy cellar, the pipe. We, we're we're just dealing with the people who come out the other end of the pipe, mm -hmm. and 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 that might be m much fewer women than if I was intervening. You know, uh, four years earlier in their career. I don't know what goes on in like the bar shows or whatever it is. Mm. I've and I've even heard some female comics say that they suspect that just inherently stand-up comedy draws more men where other aspects of comedy draw more women. I've heard females say that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like. But I know that I'm very... If, 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 if I go to hell when I grow older, when I, when I die... When you yeah. grow if, older. When I die, when I grow old and die, it will At not... 75. It will not be because I was sexist towards judging female comics. I can I guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. it's, that, that is, I have no guilt about that whatsoever. The truth is, when there's such heavy pressure... For diversity out there, we're dying for every funny female comic. We, we, right. If I, when a female comic cancels, like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? Like, you know. So no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He would hire ten Jessica like, Kirsten like, if he could. Absolutely. <laughs> and like, I'm on the lookout for a funny trans comic now because we're getting blasted all the time. Why don't you have a trans comic? Why don't you have a trans? I don't. I don't know a trans comic. What do you want from me? I don't know one. You know. I did see one online. But, I know a handful. But, but, yeah, there's but, some but really they were not funny. I know some great ones. Well, you bring one down. You, you vouch for the mafia yeah. style, Woo. and, and we're gonna and we're gonna put them up. Yep. But if they don't do well, then you know they then don't, I don't get to nominate anyone else ever. Then, then, no, then, we got, <laughs> then you got to get whacked. <laughs> you got to vouch. That's what happens when you vouch for somebody. <laughs> do you think that male feminists are often just pretending to be male feminists? To get laid. Pussy. Yes. 
<laughs> because I sus- I, I'm suspicious of any male that's a little too rah-rah. Oh, me too. He's not wrong. Me too. Oh, Careful. absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag me too, for sure. That, I mean, that, 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 they, they, when I, I mean, I'm, I argue with them on Facebook all day long. I should probably get a hobby other than that, but, you know, I'm always just very suspicious of those. I'm, I'm actually suspicious of any extremists. Anybody who's too much in one direction, I'm, I'm a little suspicious of, to be honest. I like Sarah. She's she's excellent, she's and there awesome. is just like like the world is lousy with performative morality right now. Like I the, like for, if for, somebody for, for Josh's sake, what does performative mean? <laughs> oh, ouch! No, I don't, I don't know what that means. What does performative As in, mean? Like you know, here's this opportunity. It's not just this called is virtue what I feel. signaling. A virtuous virtue signaling, but like the all, the right uses that yeah. a lot of times to to shut other things down. Yeah. But for me, it's like you know, you have you might have you some just kind did of it now. or liberal idea. What virtue signal to the left that you don't want to say? Right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, performative. But, yeah, I take sure, it back. Performative, sure. Performative. But the idea of performative morality is like it's not just reflecting like what it is that I feel. It's like now I'm going to use this moment. Yeah. To, Everybody wants to be woke. To to also like almost like milk and acting out of it. Like to to also feel a passion. You know, it's yeah. not just what the person thinks. It is also. Like they're channeling themselves yeah. into this. Look, I think that happens when people get offended on behalf of other people. It's like it's not happening to you, and that's kind of what you're talking about. It's like you get so offended, but the person who it happened to actually is fine with it, but you're so offended for that person. And oh my god, like, this, ha- this happened at my house uh, uh, in the backyard because it had uh, my mother's like an ultra left wing, and we were talking about race, and there were two black people at, at, the, at the gathering. And my mother was was like dismissing the stuff that they were saying, like, like about <laughs> and I'm like, and 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 one of them, my friend Rosal, like she grew up in 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 Memphis, you know, within memory of segregation. I'm like, I was like, do you think you know better than they know about what should be offensive? And and she she had to take a step back, like, oh, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe not. So it's, it's oh, t- that's another trick from my my book, actually. What's okay. that? Ask everyone to take a step back. Yes. And that's kind of what you just Let's did. Take a step now, back. Yeah. can can I be a feminist? And uh, with the following attitude, but this is like, <laughs> this is a very funny way to start this conversation. Can the following attitude be considered feminist? I I have a daughter. I want her to have every single fucking opportunity that my son has, whatever it is. God help them if they don't let her do what but she I wants want to my do. son to be locked in the basement until he's twenty six. <laughs> however, however. I believe left to their own devices, she will probably not as likely go make certain choices with her life as he will. I see it already. I think that it, that there are there is still um, things that 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 men are gravitate more to conflict and and certain professions where where they they want to fight and vanquish the enemy, whatever it is, like finance and the stuff that and. And I hear the stuff like, my, what do you want to be when you grow up? The things that my daughter talks about wanting to be, they're a little bit softer. You know, I see it. So what I'm saying is I think there, is, there are differences between men and women. Yeah, I think there are differences. I just and don't know if many feminists the, don't, don't allow you to say I just that. don't know if it's um, from birth or if it, it's nature or nurture. I don't know if it's because of how they're treated and how they're socialized or it's because of innately who they are. It seems to and be to what Because to little kids, little boys and girls are pretty similar, no, right? No, they're not. They're, they're not? nothing like okay, in, my, in my home, they're nothing like each other. From the time they were born, they're nothing like each other. And, and we've had this debate before and I've read a lot of science about it. 
And um, the science seems to say, no, I mean, just like in every animals, just like in every animal, there's a certain programming for the men, a certain mm-hmm. programming for the female, male and female. And that's not better or worse. It's not equal or unequal. And it's, just but things happen different. outside of those margins all the time. And it's yeah. probably important just to have a listening for that. Like, in case the kid, like, who knows? You may, like, in, in five years, she could get real butch. Whatever she wants. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Whatever think, she wants. I think that's yeah, it. Whatever if you're she willing, wants. Well, like you said before, if you're willing to listen to the individual, then that's fine. And I, uh, I, I mean, not to tell you how to raise your children, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, in, like Be you were saying, Josh. yeah. <laughs> but we were. Uh, but I think that's it, right? Of like individual experiences on that gradient of like where things plot out, and then and accounting for nature versus nurture like sometimes I think people make choices they wouldn't otherwise make because they're socialized in a certain way mm. and then other times it's just like oh this is my disposition and I do things this way and yeah. that's, that's it's fine not too. a flawlessly predictive model certainly no yeah. that, that's the nature of everything's on a curve Yeah. and the outliers or even one end of the curve can totally overlap with the, the opposite end of a curve and, and so you have this big overlap of of uh, women who like certain things and men who, who like things that are yeah. you know let, so to, to, that's that's life that's diversity but, I mean from the earliest time my son just wants to play fight <laughs> and, and watch superheroes and I can I beg my daughter can I read them stories together like she has to sit through a superhero story before she'll get to the mermaid story. And she does it because she loves her brother. She, I, she listens to it every night. She will not take an interest in the superhero stories. Yeah. I read them the same stories. Now, you know, it's like, I mean, I, whatever they want. And it's been that way always. She just like the, the, the amount of time, the care already that she shows for her own appearance, I have to say, took me by surprise. <laughs> like looking in the mirror, wanting her hair this way, wanting her that, hair that way, whatever it is. Nobody gave her that. Like it seems, it's just, now maybe... Nobody uh, gave me Maybe that. I could have a straight son who, who was the same way. But, you know, you, you said my son is like typical. Like, he doesn't care what he looks like. He just doesn't care. Yes, Stephen. I have a question. Yes. So is it possible Steven. that your kids observed certain behaviors in you and your wife and they're just imitating those behaviors? It, it, does Juanita spend I, more time in front of the mirror than you do? It, it, yes, of course she does. It, it's possible, but it's not, I'm telling you, it's, it, these things... These things show themselves so early in their personalities. It's I believe pr- that. It's, 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 well, it's, when we talk about trans people, how they always felt a certain gender. If genders are the same, then that has no sense. That's that a good the point, idea Dan. of feeling like a man or feeling like a woman only has meaning if 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 men and if women a are different. There's a difference. Like a I would. Yeah, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Great song, right? Who sang that? Shania, Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Yeah. So, so she that, voted for Trump. So I you think. can be a feminist <laughs> and, and say that then. <laughs> but, I yeah, I think. Do you consider yeah, yourself a okay. feminist? We keep bombarding you. With yeah, threat. I do. I definitely consider, consider myself a, a feminist. Yeah. Um, you also said, by the way, that you you had a book or you wrote something about how to get ahead without offending men or. How to be successful without hurting men's feelings. Oh, well, that sounds like a tricky needle to thread, I dare say. Yes. Which is why we, by the way, have to appear stupid in meetings. We're in the same boat. Like, you can't let the producers think that you're smarter than them. Otherwise, the deal is never going to happen. Oh, shit, then I'm screwed. In order to write that book, you obviously have to know how to hurt a man's feelings. So what what are the best ways to hurt a man's feelings? Well, laughing... Tell me I like you as a friend. Laughing at them... 
like at their making genitals. them feel like they're yeah at their genitals. Oh my god. Well, but that's but that's I mean I, men I, don't I, men I, women don't like to laugh at their vaginas either. It's not, it's, that's not that's oh. not that's not particularly I male. Like, I feel like a vagina can take a laugh easier uh, than yeah, a dick. Yeah, vagina, vagina can, can go through a lot. Yeah, yeah. They go through birth. They can take a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but is is that unique to men getting hurt feelings that way? Yeah, I think so because I think when, I mean for for me like um, you know if my if my husband corrects me doing something I'm like oh okay yeah no problem but if I correct him sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's oh, he's not, not such okay. A feminist. No, he's a feminist, <laughs> no, but he's still a man. Still you know, a the worst way to insult a man is to let it be known that you don't consider him sexually viable. Right. I believe. Is that? Yeah. I, mean, I believe a, that would be the worst way to insult And that's kind of laughing at the genitals thing, too. Well, I mean, that's an extreme example. Although, yeah. if you're laughing at his genitals, that means... You gave him a chance. You gave him a chance. Yeah. You know, but... Um, <laughs> you know, I think the waitresses have that exact issue. They've got to be flirty. You know, and, and men flirt with them all the time. And I would imagine that they have to... Boy servers are such bigger sluts than girl servers, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I was in the hospitality industry for 10 years. Yeah. Boy servers oh, wait, are way hospitality. Uh, I was a prostitute in, <laughs> in, in a hospital. In, in, <laughs> in a hospital in Kyoto. Hospice. <laughs> Hospitality. Oh my God. Yeah. People at the striper. end of their lives. He called it, he called it palliative care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was just putting that out into the universe. You were talking about the waitress dilemma. I just wanted to put, put that fly in your ear there. But, but, yeah, because but, I was thinking that what you're saying is how to get ahead without insulting a man is. is Exactly what waitresses have to do every time right. a guy hits on them. Yeah. Well, how do I get a good tip? And but be flirty, but not be too flirty so that he thinks right. that I'm interested. Right. Yeah. Make them think that they're the king of the world and they can do whatever they want, but make sure they know that there's certain things that they can't do. But then you know, make them think. You know, it's just like yeah, it's this game we play. And in, in business, it's the same thing. It's like you can, you know, say like you can make it look like you know your stuff, but don't know your stuff too much because you don't want to make it seem like you're too smart, but then you want to seem smart. You know, it's got to be prepared, but not too prepared. To what extent do you think that these are important things? Like, they are the way the world is. Now, do these things need to be reformed, or do we need to play ball with them the way they are right now? Um, well, I mean, the point of the book is that it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, like, you know, make sure to, like, pretend that it's okay you're explaining this to me one more time, and, you know, just do all these things to, like, not, you know, insult a man's ego, but... My whole, the whole thing, the whole point of everything I do is that this is not good advice. I want you to do the opposite of this. And it's kind of like we need to forget about all these rules. A lot of women get all these conflicting rules like, oh, smile, but don't smile too much. You know, like wear, wear business stuff, but then that's too stuffy. You know, but don't wear a skirt that's too short, but then don't wear pants. You know, it's just all these conflicting things. And women just need to let all of that stuff go, do whatever they want. I think that was the big problem with Hillary is that people told her to smile and she's not a smiler. And so if she had just gone with what I think was in her heart, which is just to not smile, I think that would have been better be than her pretending that she was this pleasant person. Okay, she's not a pleasant person. Don't be pleasant, you know? So. Margaret Thatcher never smiled more. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, she was herself. Uh, so let me ask you this. So, so you, you can say, so that's your first negative quality one about men is that they're very prickly with their ego. What's negative quality one about females? 
Oh, negative quality about females. I mean, only am, men, men am only I, have am I supposed to answer that or are you supposed to answer that? Well, it was interesting to me when you speak as you speak, and I'm not offended by it, I love it, is that to a rational person it would imply that, well, if it's okay to say, it's okay to say sort of these sort of generalizations about men, then certainly it ought to be okay to say general, generalizations about women, but yeah. of course it's not. His logic is inle- Unless you say it, <laughs> yeah. because you're a woman of color, so you have a past, right. you can say it. Yeah. So, like, um, like, like, why, like, why don't you make your next book like 10 ways uh, the opposite, whatever it is. 10 know. ways to get ahead without hurting women. So yeah, I feel yeah. like the point is the men are ahead. <laughs> She's like, right? That's like the... the no, I've, I've already had people write to me pissed off. They have, The book hasn't come out yet. It's coming out October 30th. Oh, I've all, on already, Amazon? Amazon, it? yeah. It's pre-order, pre-order, pre-order it. Pre-order, oh, it. pre-order, pre-order it on Amazon. It tonight. I give it Matt for um, Halloween. I'll read it to my daughter at bedtime stories. Halloween. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've already gotten hate better mail. Better than raisins. You know, if I wrote a book called uh, How to Be Successful Without Hurting Women's Feelings, I'd be laughed out of every publishing house in the city or because whatever. Because no one but, cares about hurting women's feelings. But and it's, No, I actually, think, no, but actually, if men could get ahead without being dicks, that would be amazing. Imagine. That would and actually be great. I think the, the interesting thing that the title points to, right, is that so many times it's women coming up against a system of men who they have to impress uh, and prove themselves to, to to make it happen, right? And right. I think if there was uh, if there was a world or at least a realm in which uh, you had to impress, I mean, I think like for comics, right? They, it would be some for some guys need a book called "How to Succeed at Comedy Without Hurting the Women in the Audience's Feelings," oh, right? <laughs> or just <laughs> not talking about bores. <laughs> or... Oh God. By the way, when, when you guys heard Dan tell the story about the thing about waitresses and you have to be flirt, did you think to yourself, God, I would never want to be Dan's waitress? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like I never felt, no waitress ever had the pressure to flirt with me. Well, <laughs> such a, such, like such an odd uh, thing to say. Dan. I think if you ask any of the waitresses here, you'll find that I, not only do I tip very well, but I'm the perfectly well, gentleman. And they earn it. But I happen to know that when you're serving the male public, you can get some rowdy customers. Yeah. And, well, I, uh, to, I have some experience as a, as a as a club owner, and I can tell you that yeah, you know, the hot waitresses, of course, they 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 flirt and whatever it is, and then you know that's it's like those experiments where the the professor one side of the room pays attention to the professor, on the other side of the room doesn't, and before you know, the professor is just reading to the side of the room that that pays attention to him, he doesn't even realize why. I imagine you grow up as a, as a hot woman and people treat you in a certain way. You you, you, you play into that, in some, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but. When I've had women who really couldn't trade on their their hotness, kind of, sorry for saying it, um, and were like really like awesome waitresses, like really, really, really good, they made more money than the hot waitresses. I believe that. I saw, and it would always surprised me. Like people threw money at these waitresses who were hustling and doing I their wonder, jobs. Ugly well. people have to work harder. I wonder I mean, if people they still ugly, flirted the though in the same <laughs> way. Like <laughs> <dancing>. <laughs> I bet, yeah. I bet they still ended up having to like field those kind of flirts. So like, pe- waitresses across the spectrum of what, however people look, servers. I bet they're the same, a similar. I bet they get some flirting too that they have to play along with. Yeah, yeah. They, they weren't ugly because the ugly people made less. It's it's the it, no, I'm the middle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It's just, also it, a hard job for whatever it's worth. Like yeah. juggling a bunch of tables. I couldn't do it. It's work. No, just it's, it's real just, work. That that people are not. Quite often, as as shallow as you take, it's true that men will throw money at a hot waitress. Oh, the but they will, tip? But, they, but there's other ways that humans will recognize and tip, you know, based on other qualities. They really will. In my culture, if someone's ugly, we say God owes them money. Aww. <laughs> 
so that would that be the, waitress the gay culture or the Parisian culture? I heard I'm at the fat bar when an ugly person comes in, we just throw nickels at them. Okay. You know, this is be the last topic. Oh, you want something you want to say, Josh? What's that? Were you about to say something? So you and and for instance Thomas Dale and and a couple other um, the gay guys, a couple of like <laughs> yeah. out of the closet gay guys, you have your own take on this um, Me Too stuff, uh-huh. which I actually find is a little insensitive to women. Oh my God! Because it seems like you think that women should react to this kind of stuff the way you would in the same situation. No, no. And no. I don't think yeah, and I don't think like just because you say well guys will. Guys will jerk off in front of me all the time. All the time. Right. Do you, Were you in the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, don't, you, don't you understand that that's different than a, a, when, a, no, when no, a big no. guy does it to a, a, a it vulnerable woman? More than anything, I, I, I like the first thing I put on the table is that I'm incredibly permissive and that I am at times sexually submissive. And performative. And super performative. We're all like, learning. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I really do. Performative is very real about me. Um, but that is uh, that's that's my unique way of of being intimate. Uh, I don't expect that everyone is going to necessarily be that way. But me being a permissive person means that when I hear that someone is, a lot of times people clutch their pearls when they hear about extreme sex acts. Do you know what I mean? Like I have a friend who gets paid four hundred bucks to shit on people. I don't want to. This is my buddy. <laughs> but like that's his job. He is a poop prostitute. And to me, I don't bat an eyelash at that. Like, I am not at all shocked by that. I would but say my reaction to like, that has very little to do with my eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, sometimes it gets in there. But my point, like... Oh, God. I wish I had pearls. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, some... I just think that some people are more shocked by sex and sexuality than others. And I am someone who is not that shocked by sex, by sex and sexuality. And Will your friend come on this show, by the way? Sure. Oh, my God, that'd be a great... I would. He's the best. He's brilliant, actually. And Jewish. You would love him. No, 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 I don't want He's him. so special. <laughs> He's so special. Um, that's your saying, that's all he does? A Jewish convert, by the way. That, that's all, that's all he, he used to do. I find, yeah, because that's a, hev- a hell of a, speci- a specialty. Plus, like, how yeah. many hours a day can you work? No, no, no. no. It's like, you, they, they send a menu, they tell you... Uh. <laughs> um... But I think that's... that. Oh, it's so disgusting. But I, it's so disgusting. Even to me, honestly, it's disgusting. But and but it is it is uh, in my sense of what is possible sexually. Is that trauma or is that... Uh, the guy who's asking to be corked on? What I think corkrophilia, I believe, is what they call I, it. I, he says I believe when he knows exactly what, what they want. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the motivator is in that. I don't know what the... But do you, but do you think our reaction is... A, is is it bad that I'm super There's grossed out? There's nothing bad okay. about it. There's nothing bad about it. It's just saying there is also diversity in terms of reaction to these things. Yeah. That there are people who will hear about some kind of sex act and be like, ah, that's not the worst the wor- thing in the entire world. I also respect that for someone, it really is the worst thing in the but entire world. But is that conditioning? World. Because you've seen it, you've heard about it, you're around it. Nature, well, nurture, here yeah. we are back he's to square well, one. Also, you're also, at the end of the day, despite... The fact that you're gay, you're a man. I would say, and, I, and I'm a I would say that's man. part of what and makes you gay. A ma- being a, <laughs> being a, that is to say, you have certain feminine qualities, as does Josh Gondelman, as does Dan. Na- I, I you have the glossiest lips in comedy. I as, want you to know that. <laughs> as do I. 
we all have our. We're, we're not the, you know, all, and and know him or whatever. But um, Sarah, Sarah, yeah, Sarah, Sarah. 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 She has but at the end of the day, qualities. as men, we have this in common. We we're, we're naughty. We're nasty by nature. Some of us more so than others. But but <laughs> most men are just nasty by nature. Uh huh. Compared to women. Oh no, but I mean that's the other thing though. And I mean, granted, the soul selects her own society and then shuts the door. I I have attracted to, in my own life people who have, have similar mindsets. But the women who are my closest friends are also fucking foul. <laughs> and it's just some really gross shit. And it's based on everybody's individual boundaries, right? Like if yeah. if someone is like if. Like your friend wouldn't just go into someone's house and shit on them and be like, and that'll be four hundred dollars. He also has some impulse control problems for whatever it's worth. Oh but, god, uh, that's so disgusting. I <laughs> but diversity. But yeah, but, but for someone, it is worth four hundred bucks. Four hundred dollars for someone that is worth four hundred bucks plus tip, for us. We would spend plus cleanup. Plus tip, plus cleanup. Clean <laughs> Honestly, housekeeping is is who you want to thank. But uh, is there an Uber for shitters? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you've heard of Uber. You've heard of Uber poop. This, this is Uber poo. Uber poo. No, it just poops pooper. 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 All right. Well, uh, I well, that I was an enlightening discussion. I, I asked you <laughs> yes. about your insensitivity to the Me Too movement. Yeah, we got a shit show. That, 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 that's not insensitivity <laughs> to the Me Too movement. If any, I, I acknowledge that someone else is going to be is going to be have a lower standard of shock and awe. Than I do because I want to say this in my own in my own defense. Yeah, because I because I got blasted, you know, because Louis went on. Sure, here. but actually, in general, I find that there's a tremendous lack of empathy among people wearing their empathy on their sleeves. And we talked about I this agree. before. But it wasn't it wasn't very long ago that all of Hollywood was signing petitions and giving Roman Polanski a standing ovation. All of them. It, 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 now it's supposed to be so obvious. I saw it at the time. I'm like, I can't believe they're giving this guy... 15-year-old kid. But no. all And, 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 and now, now that they've discovered it, they look at everybody who, you know, doesn't like... Like, it's not that obvious. Yeah. And they're so arrogant uh, once they got the, the memo. Like we said, I think it's you, like when Barack Obama was against gay marriage, against gay marriage, against gay marriage. Sure. Then he comes out for gay marriage on June 1st. Yeah. June 2nd, anybody who's not for gay marriage is an animal. Yeah. <laughs> they did, if, they didn't, if they didn't come to it exactly on the schedule that Barack Obama did, despite the fact that he's erudite and, and, and liberal, went to Harvard, you know. But if some, you know, some dude in South Carolina who was raised in the church's whole life, he didn't come to that conclusion on the same schedule as Barack Obama. Suddenly. He's an animal. Yep. He's an animal. I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, Morality so, you know, is a, sh it's a, sh it's a moving I know, target. Uh, Noam, you always like to uh, ask women's opinions about Louis, as long as we have Sarah here. If you have any oh, thoughts about Louis, I assume you're aware that Louis came back here a couple of weeks ago. Is in all the yeah. uh, blogs and so on? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. What, do you, what do you feel about that? Um, it's so weird because I, I, thought, I thought at first that it had been longer than nine months because this administration it just feels like so Real. it just feels like forever but then it was like okay nine months it seems soon and then i think the thing that bothered me soon the most for him or soon for me to allow him to go on um soon for him and also just the whole like irony of the surprise performance the fact that he you know the me too thing was because he was surprising people and like pushing himself on them and then all Low. of a sudden he just shows up and he pushes his performance in a surprise on people who are unsuspecting i just feel like you know if people are going to pay and say i want to see you great but don't 
at this point. Well, do you know after doing nothing, don't show up and make people watch you. I mean, I don't think I don't. Well, think do you, you know do Noam that. has instituted his new swim at your own risk policy? Swim at your yes, own risk. Yes, that means that if an unannounced comedian that's not on the schedule performs here, yeah, you as an audience member have a right to leave without paying, no questions asked. That's awesome. If you if you don't wish to see that performance, what that's what, which seems to me eminently reasonable. That's so reasonable. Yeah. But there are of those course. for whom that that's not now, sufficient. Now, I had this conversation with my husband, and he said he would have stayed. I said I would have probably walked out. It's not so easy to walk out. you got to get up in front of everybody. I know. Your check. And I would have been heckled. Your check, and you would have been heckled. And, and I probably, to be honest, I don't have the courage. So I probably would have stayed. But I, th- is it um, Look, I think that you would have been offended, but still interested to hear, to see what happened. It's, it's not as if it's an uninteresting event that's rolling right, out. It doesn't right. mean you support it. I know, but that's the world we live in. It's like, oh, well, this isn't right, but i got to watch. It's like the train wreck thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. At some point, you got to say, well, you got to take a stand. I mean, I don't know if I, I would have taken a stand, but I, I feel like... I, I think there's, a, you know, I don't want to get any more trouble, but I, I mm. think that, that there's a uh, there's a big worry, and I understand it, that these little events will whittle down the Me Too movement in some way and, and in the end uh, prevent it from having the impact that we want it to have in terms of changing male behavior. But I think movements have a problem with limiting principles like gun control. You know, we all understand you, you want to have a rifle to protect your family at home, but then they're, they're, they the people who really care about that issue say, and you have to be able to have a military-style bazooka because they can't allow anything. And But there is a point where principles start knocking heads, and one of them is 15 years ago, somewhere else, there's no procedure, there's, the stories don't line up, it wasn't in my workplace. Uh, would would I fire the bartender if he had something bad in his past 15 oh, yeah. years ago? What about the fact that he admitted to certain things? Doesn't the person who admits things get some leniency? I mean, there's so many, so many. things. Yeah, so many things. That normally from the left, like the left, would, would the left wing, like labor movement, ever allow a union contract to fire somebody with Louis' story? They would never do that. You can't fire somebody for something you find out in the New York Times that they did 15 years earlier, not in your workplace. No, no union would ever allow So these are tough questions. Yeah. Um, I, also, if it's unspeakable, it's untreatable. If there's a wrongdoing here that we all like can agree on and can land on, then we have to be able to talk about it and have opposing views on it. I disagree. And that I disagree. Salad. Tell me about that. I'm, I'm just kidding. About. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh. We, we I should really like her. Let, let Josh. I do too. We, we talked the other night, you and I, and I think like, I I think that speaking and treatment is really good. But I I would like to when we're if if and when people get kind of invited back into like let's say polite society, I would like I just would like to see some kind of restitution being made. Right, the treatment. Right. I think the talking about it is happening, and I think that's really positive. That's on uh, him, though. Yes, for that, sure that's on yeah. him. I, I, don't, I don't even have the authority to insist on that no. or check on it or well, find out whether he well, did or he didn't. I mean, this might be uncomfortable, but what I've read is that um, it wasn't just Louis. Like, like, her, like uh, the women that came, were coming forward and talking about him, their careers were hurt. Sure. And, and they were kept out of certain things because of a uh, you know network of people, a boys club, that kept them out of things because of what they were saying about Louis. I don't know that that's true because I'm not involved in it. But is that true? We don't. None of us okay. do. None so, of us do. That's you, you just hit on it. Is that that 
I mean, the, the answer is, and I said this a year ago, that people need to take each other to court. That, that is, we do have an institution that forces people to make amends for when they fuck people uh, and, and hurt them. Mm -hmm. it, it is out there, either the criminal court, and, and if you do something to somebody and they can't get work and you blackball them, whatever it is, that is, that is actionable if you can prove it. And also, that is what you should do. Also, to, or, or even in a labor procedure. Is but, it but actionable if I, uh, the alleged, the allegation yes, it is, is that it's actionable to say somebody, if you open your mouth, absolutely, I'm going to ruin your career. So absolutely. what is that? That's blackmail? Or? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if the threat is actionable, but if you actually take affirmative steps okay, to but do what it, you, just yes. you have to be able to prove that you lost money. What if it's nothing money? more than a threat and you keep silent because of that threat? That, I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't. But, Who's but, a lawyer but, here? I both, both Dan and I are lawyers. But. Well, we, we have law degrees. <laughs> but the but the point is, as Noam said, we don't know precisely. And to even ask the question, or to even suggest that we don't know, to some people strikes them as not believing the victim. Well, which Sa is, Sarah says she didn't know. Which is now I know she did. But when you say that, a lot of people say believe the victim. And so time. even posing the question well, then becomes I mean, he wrote a letter saying that he did it. So He we didn't don't... write a letter saying he threatened them. He wrote a letter saying he jerked off in front of them. Okay. I would I, like to hear him come out and say, I hurt nobody's career. Yeah. Can, tell we, me, we all tell agree, me that, Louis C.K. Can we all agree on one thing? Yeah. That the, the, the thing that really makes this most difficult is that he didn't address it when he went on stage. That's More than coming on stage, I think, is that he didn't address it. Would you agree with that, Sarah? Um... If I don't know. Been, I don't know what the, the tone of it was. I mean, I just people gave him a standing ovation. No, I felt did, like they he, did not give they him a standing. Oh, they didn't. No. Okay, see, that was that was going around. I think around. it just said ovation, and people upgraded. Yeah, because it to nobody uses the word ovation. A sitting ovation. Yeah. You never. You, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. have to specify if it's a sitting ovation. Weird writing. Okay. Okay. Weird writing. I, I I agree. I mean, you know, I don't know what happened, but I know it was reported in the New York Times, and it just seems like if you're trying, if you leave for a while and are trying to come back and on a moral level but just in terms of ingratiating yourself with a I'm just on trying a to PR make that level. Yeah. Sure. it That's seems like there level. are there are things you could do to to show that you have taken the time to heart but, like we said taking some time away, a long time away to listen, right? But, it doesn't sound like a lot of listening But see, happened. the only thing we've heard is that he had a long conversation with Roseanne. Sure. Yeah, Who right. else did the, he have a conversation with? I would like to hear, like, does he have, did he have private conversations with uh, the, the women that he hurt? I want to hear about that. I, I don't need him to make a public statement. I need him to, to go I, to individually. Just, to we we've, I've heard rumors that he did reach out to them, but I have no idea whether it's true or not. When the article came out, he had reached out to them on Facebook in the moment and apologized in the moment to a number of them. But I think the other thing to remember here is that he's not the only one who can, who can create restitution here. There are thousands of gatekeepers, producers, who can hire these women... Who yeah. are, and, and should hire these women. Sure. Men are given multiple chances in this industry. Agreed. They can go out, produce something. It lands flat on its face. They get another chance. Whatever these women have the potential to become, they should be given another chance to become that thing. For sure. Absolutely. And that was the biggest surprise from the Me Too is, is all the people we, that disappeared and you wondered why they disappeared and you realized the Harvey Weinstein we, thing actually affected their career. Yeah. Um, we, we really don't know what somebody's potential is, especially in this business where who the hell knows where you're going to go with it. I mean, most of us don't succeed on any great, le on any no, spectacular listen, listen, I, 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 I try to shut down on all these podcasts any conversation that sounds 
doubtful of the women because I believe... I'm not doubtful of the women. I said that even with great talent, we just don't know yeah. where somebody would have gone okay. in this business. Okay. Mm. So, and, I'm, and I believe that I had to... And it's I'm me saying it, so you're not... Does responding. anybody listen to this? Or? Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. They do. Uh, I, I had to believe that, I, in my own mind, stipulate that it's true and still deal with the, the idea that, okay... Somebody he did but, do something bad 15 years ago. But you're talking about a court of law, and a court of law would need to inquire as to were these women were their careers affected? They may well have been. No, I'm not talking about a court of law. I've been fired but, 43 but we, times. If I were we, to ask a coworker if I can jack off at them, I would be walked off the lot. I mean, and I know that because I know what a fireable offense is. Well, okay, so here's here's a good so here's a good question, Sarah. Mayron is admitting. To I'm so totally serious. To, I'm listening. To doing what it is that that uh, uh, woman recommends. No, well, no, I'm not. I'm saying I've been fired 43 times from various jobs. Never, honestly, I'm, he, I'm he not hypothetical. Never for asking yeah. if you're joking. I'm not. I'm oh, not oh. a handsy person. I'm really not. Like my 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 sexuality. I, I hope like, this isn't going to be cut up I, and I like. Used I, I personally I, I pick up on social cues pretty well. Really, not everyone. You know, does. we're trying to end the show. I'm leaving. <laughs> Good night, well, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Oh, podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Yeah.